Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. So beautiful. And uh, I'm really praying tonight as we just come around uh, the word tonight that on this Christmas Eve, this might be the moment that you open your heart and your life to Jesus Christ. Just think about it uh, today. I've been in church 40 years now, saved. And every Christmas for 40 years, I'm always like captured by the wonder of what Jesus has done in his coming to earth as a babe so that you and I can receive salvation and be saved. And so I'm praying for you tonight that this will be your experience this Christmas. How wonderful of Christmas 2022 to be born again, to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. I don't think there's anything greater. So I'm praying that that might be your experience in Jesus' name. Can we pray together, everybody, on Christmas Eve? That would be so good. And we're joining, think about it, all of Asia's on this time zone right now too. Uh, so we're joining with millions and millions of people uh, around the world. But right now, uh, particularly right up into Asia, Christians who on Christmas Eve are gathering, people who will come to Christ, uh, who they've invited to church, who will come to Christ this Christmas Eve. What a momentous night this is in Jesus' name. So let's just pray together. Father, I just pray, Lord, for everybody here tonight. And Father, as we join with millions and millions and millions of people, Lord, all over Asia right now, I just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would touch every heart, touch every life. Father, I pray for everybody here. I pray, Holy Spirit, tonight, touch us. Father, for everybody who's been on the journey a long time, like me, Lord, I just pray, refresh our hearts, refresh our eyes, our spiritual eyes, Lord. Let us see you. Let us have a fresh understanding of your greatness and of your coming and all that it means. And Jesus, I just pray, Father, fill every heart with you. And Lord, tonight, never let us be the same again. Father, I pray for anybody who doesn't know you or who is away from you. Lord, let your incredible, gracious love just grab hold of every heart. And Father, tonight, touch people and save people. Thank you, Lord, for what you've been doing all weekend, Lord. We just pray again tonight, Father, do the same in people's hearts and lives here. And Father, just have your way and let people be rescued into an eternity with you, Jesus, starting tonight, Father. We just pray for that. And I pray your blessing on everybody over the Christmas season in their home as they travel. Father, let your hand be on everybody. Let there be peace in homes and peace in lives. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said. Let's give the Lord a great hand, everybody. One more time, give the Lord a great hand. You can be seated. You can be seated. Um, if you guys have got the shots from Zambia, I'll just show you really quickly. If you guys have got those, that would be great. Uh, just let's go to that first one. Pastor Liam and Lisa, our campus pastors in Zambia, and Justin have also just gone to one of the children's hospitals in Osaka. And uh, all the children in the hospital all got a present from Global Heart Church. That's Liam talking to the staff there. Just go to the next one, guys. And uh, Pastor Liam there with um, Zambian Santa. And uh, so next one, that's great. 
and uh, here's some of the staff who uh, have joined the festivities, uh, which is great. And then we've got one more. I think there's one more. There's Justin. Justin there who has enjoyed his day. And what's happened is uh, right now in um, uh, the hospital there, we just looked into what they were doing for Christmas and it wasn't a really uh, uh, a great deal happening with the luncheon. So our guys have stepped up and we're now doing a really big luncheon for all the staff and the children. And we're adding into what they're already doing just to make sure they've got presents and the best lunch for Christmas in the Children's Hospital there in Osaka. Give the Lord a hand for that. I think that's fantastic. Really give the Lord a great hand for that. And, uh, and so the guys are very thrilled to be a part of that yesterday, which is so good. Amen. If you're new to Global Heart Church, we give you a big welcome, everybody. And uh, you're very welcome to be with us. And you're very welcome to be with us any uh, night on a Friday night that we have a service all throughout the year. And also in any of our Sunday services every week, you're very, very welcome to be a part of uh, any of those services as well. You know, I just want to encourage you from uh, Luke chapter 2 and just read that to you. But I'm just thinking of the wonder now around 2,000 years ago when uh, on Christmas Eve, uh, the world was awake <laughs> and the Middle East was lighting up with the fact that the promised Messiah that they'd been waiting on for so long, every Jewish family hoping and praying that the Messiah would come from their family. And here, Jesus, who uh, miraculously was about to be born in Bethlehem, uh, the governor had called a census And that census meant everybody had to return to their ancestral home. And so that meant Joseph and Mary were going to Bethlehem, which took Jesus out of the path of Herod, who had put out a decree to kill all the male children. And so that census actually positioned him safely in Bethlehem. But as we know the story, there was nowhere for them to stay. And they end up in basically um, a barn. And uh, Jesus was born humbly in a manger, which is really a a cattle feeding trough, basically, uh, a feeding area. And so our Savior came very humbly on that uh, special night 2,000 years ago when what is possibly a supernova appeared in the sky and uh, Persian astrologers traveled hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles to follow that star as prophesied to the place where the star would settle over uh, the the spot where Jesus would be born. On Luke chapter 2, it says this in verse 8, Now in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. What an incredible night. The angel of the Lord appearing. And I'm always uh, fascinated too how in the Bible it always says that the angel has to tell everybody, don't be afraid. Everybody, when you get around God, can I just say to you, don't be afraid. When you get an opportunity to be near Him, don't be afraid. God loves you. God's for you and God wants to, you know, embrace you. And uh, His plan for you is all good. 
And uh, yet many times people get worried. They think that somehow if I get near God, it's not going to go well. Listen, everybody, it's going to go great. (laughs) And four decades later, I can tell you God's plan is great. His salvation is great. His peace is great. And, uh, And by the way, once again, we're reminded in that passage that this is great news for everybody. Jesus didn't come for a select group of people. He didn't come for so-called holy people. And uh, yeah, I've said before, you know, it's uh, funny people say to me, oh, I'm not a church person. I'm like, who is? <laughs> who are these church people? Um, you know, when babies are born, they don't go, oh, okay, not a church person, not a church person. Ah, this baby, definitely a church person. No, I never, I'm not from a Christian family. And it was all new to me uh, when as a person at the end of my teen years, when I heard the gospel and I realized that Jesus had come for all people. Come on, Jesus has come for all people. And uh, that means you, that means me. And it's not about our culture, our heritage, our age. He's come for all of us. And you need to know he's not come to bring religion to you. He's come to bring relationship. It's not about the denomination that you may have grown up in. Sometimes people think, oh, I'm in this denomination or that denomination. Jesus never came to bring a denomination. He never came to bring religion. Thank goodness. He came to bring relationship. Relationship. And relationship with you. And so for four decades, I've had the privilege and the pleasure of walking in that relationship with God, which is just so fantastic. And I pray tonight that you'll open your heart on Christmas Eve 2022, and you'll enter into that relationship with God for yourself in Jesus' name. You know, that described Jesus' uh, 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 birth there. But in Isaiah chapter 9, which has really been uh, in a lot of the night tonight, Verse 6 to 7 describes who this child would be. And let me just read it to you. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, look at this, there will be no end. So everybody, the Bible's teaching us right here that Jesus, His coming, who He is, His revealing of the Father is that He's wonderful. He's wonderful. And the Christian life is wondrous. And God wants you to walk with Him. And I'll tell you, when you start to walk with God, you start to go, oh my gosh, He's wonderful. And this is wondrous. It's wondrous what God has done. It's wondrous what He is doing. And God starts to move in your life in such surprising, great ways. Not ways, hello, what did the angels say? Do not be afraid. No, but in ways of joy and ways of peace and ways of confidence. I love it. I think for four decades, I've walked with probably, I think, abnormal confidence. Because not everybody's got it. Not everybody, most people are nervous and fearful. And But when I became a Christian all those years ago in the midst of having grown up in a very broken family and actually an abusive childhood. One of the key things that came to my life is confidence. And I can only say to you, it's wondrous (laughs) and it's wonderful because I had no reason to become a confident person other than the fact that God came into my life. Everybody, He's wonderful and He wants to be wonderful to you. Come on, He's wonderful and He wants to be wonderful to you.
And even the Christmas story, you know, I, I just get caught up in the wonder of the story. Like tonight when the guys were singing in the four o'clock service, I lost it. I was just in tears in the four o'clock service. But the wonder of the story, this is the greatest story ever told. And it's not, a, it's not a fable, it's a true story. It's a historical story of the Son of God being uh, birthed, hello, in a baby. And so that you and I can better relate to Him. And also so that you know everything you've suffered in life, every challenge that you've suffered, any challenge you're having right now, Jesus relates to you. And He came and lived and then died and took all that on the cross so that you would know He understands you. Tonight, can I just say to you, God gets you. Let me say it again. Tonight, God gets you. He understands you. He gets your humanity. He gets you, hello, in your quirky bits. Anybody got quirky bits? Jordan, anybody else got quirky? We've all got out. God knows you. Why? Because He created you. And even in the story, just the wonder of the bits that sometimes you're reading the Christmas story that many people don't think about. And I was touched years ago watching, uh, sorry, reading how it said the babe would be wrapped in swaddling cloths. And I was like, what for? What's that denoted in the scripture? Why is it denoted he's wrapped in, uh, you know, swaddling cloths? And then also it says the shepherds looking after their flocks at night. And I'm like, why would shepherds be looking after flocks at night? Don't they go to bed? What, 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 how does that work? And why are they looking after their flocks at night? Well, there's a very big reason. Because it turns out that the very area uh, right next to where the baby Jesus was born, that that area is an ancient Davidic area that was, uh, if you like, holy lands that had gone back to David. And in actual fact, the shepherds there were looking after uh, the sheep and the lambs at night. There's actually a tower that they were looking down on everything in the nighttime, as well as being on the ground watching because it wasn't, a no- it wasn't normal what these shepherds were doing watching flocks at night. In fact, the shepherds uh, would usually be out in the wilderness with the sheep. They wouldn't be anywhere near the town in Bethlehem. That's because these lambs and these sheep, which are actually mentioned for all the uh, people who are a bit the theologians, in the Mishnah, which is the group of documents that record the oral traditions of the Jewish people, it actually talks about how these weren't just shepherds. These were shepherds slash priests. These were actual priests as well, who when those lambs were born, this area next to where Jesus was born was full of lambs that were destined to be sacrificed. They'd be sacrificed in the temple. And the lambs were actually wrapped in swaddling clothes so that they didn't um, damage themselves. They weren't blemished. And so the shepherds were actually also priests. They weren't just shepherds. And so they would watch them day and night to protect them. And they would be offered up as a sacrifice to God without blemish. And so the Bible tells us that Jesus was offered up to God without blemish. Jesus was out without sin. And interestingly and incredibly and wonderfully, the Bible says Jesus was the final lamb. He was the lamb who would take away the sins of the world. So the Bible then denotes just like these lambs that were protected and watched over by these shepherds at night so that they didn't have a blemish, that they didn't get damaged. 
Jesus was also wrapped in swaddling cloths so that He would be the perfect spotless lamb for you and I. That the baby that was born, it was, He was actually destined to die and die as a sacrifice, pure and holy to God. Isn't that amazing? Can somebody say amen? So amazing. We should give the Lord a hand for that. That's incredible. Incredible. And so... I want to say to everybody, you start walking with Jesus and you're going to start walking in a life that will become full of wonder in Jesus' name. The Bible also says of Jesus that He's our counsellor. He's our counsellor. That is so powerful because you need to know that it doesn't matter where you're at right now. When Jesus comes into your life, He's going to begin to bring you hope. He's going to bring you faith. He's going to come alongside you right now in your challenges. Whatever your difficulties are right now in life as a single person, as a couple, as a family, God's going to come alongside and He's going to start counseling you and giving you wisdom for your situation right now. Sometimes I've said to God over the years, Lord, what do I do? And I start thinking ahead and I remember days where I've got anxious and I've got stressed. And then I've realized that the Lord was saying to me, just go one hour at a time. Just right now, go one hour at a time. Sometimes all you can do is do an hour at a time. Sometimes all you can do is do a day at a time. But as you ask the Lord, what do I do? Show me in your Word. Holy Spirit, lead me. Lord, put, help some of the uh, Christians you put around me, some of my pastors or leaders, help them to give me wisdom for the journey. And then suddenly you have got God's counsel in the midst of great hardship. And, uh, and by the way, I like this. Hope is not defined by the absence of hardship. Rather, hope is found in God's grace in the midst of hardship. So you will find hope, everybody, because God will grace you in the midst of your challenge. And, uh, and, I, and I thought this is good too, that in God's house, you know, um, it's really like personal counseling on a group basis. That's why you need to be somebody who's in God's house because you never know when God is going to speak something from one of our team, one of our pastors that's going to help you right now get out of a rut, get out of brokenness with a decision that could set you up for generations to come in a way that's going to bless you. Um, the Bible goes on and talks about Jesus being the mighty God. Everybody, our God is mighty. Come on, the God that we serve is mighty. He is strong. When you're weak, He's strong. And, uh, and by the way, the Bible teaches us too, when you're weak and you come to Him and you lean into Him, God will strengthen you in the midst of your weakness. Zephaniah 3 says, For the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Saviour. He will take delight in you with gladness. Everybody, we serve a mighty Saviour who He delights in you. God gets excited when you get out of bed. <laughs> I love that. He delights in you. And it goes on and says, with His love, He will calm all your fears. Wow. With His love, He will calm all your fears. Everybody right now, as you're coming to the end of 2022, can I encourage you, God's love is here to help bring peace and to bring calm to all your fears or whatever right now is assailing you in Jesus' Name. You know, this mighty God who's mighty to save, He's also mighty to forgive and He's mighty to forget your sins and your failings. Wherever you've failed, wherever you've sinned and you thought, wow, I can never move forward. I can't move forward from this situation. I'm stuck. I don't know how to get out of here. Listen, God is well able and His plan is to love you and to forgive you. Listen, and then He forgets those sins that we give to Him. 
all the things where I failed and where I sinned, particularly in the early, my early uh, years of salvation, as I gave them to God, the Bible tells us in 1 John 1, 9 that God is faithful and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Everybody, God forgets your sins. He forgets your failures when you give them to Him. You know, God answers our prayers not because we are good, but because He is good. God answers our prayers not because we're good. I can't be good. Anybody else trying to be good? I need God to grace me and help me to follow Him. And as He graces me, it's amazing how God helps you to become holy. Not perfect, but He helps you to become holy. And then I love it. God is answering His prayer, my prayers and answering your prayers when we haven't got door together, when we're imperfect, not because we're good all the time or not because we're good. He's answering them because He's good. Come on, God is good. He's good. He's loving. He's good. And the Bible says He'll be an everlasting Father. What does that mean? That means that He wants to walk with you. If you had a great dad, thank God. If you haven't got a dad or you had a dad who wasn't so good, listen, the Bible tells us He's an everlasting Father. I want to encourage you. God wants to come alongside you. And, uh, and I love it. A father is called to be a protector. Fathers are providers. And uh, for believers, fathers are meant to be a priest in the house, you know, who's praying and interceding for the family and for the home. Got good news for you. Jesus is an everlasting Father. What does that mean? It means He wants to become your protector. He wants to be your provider. He wants you to know that He's interceding for you. I love that. So tonight, if you come to Him and everybody who's a believer as well, it's a reminder, listen, God's your protector. God's your provider. God's interceding for you. You just need to keep coming to Him and say, thank you that you're my everlasting Father and that you want to do good for me in Jesus' Name. And the last one was, He's the Prince of Peace. Jesus was described as the Prince of Peace. Boy, don't we need peace in the day that we live. So much anxiety in people's lives, so much anxiety in the nations, really. Yet Jesus knew it and He came to bring peace to human, uh, humans' lives, humanity. He's come to give us peace. In John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. He says, My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. He's saying, they give you a peace that only they can give, but the one I'm giving you is from the Father. The one I'm giving you is supernatural. This peace will not leave you. Every time you reach out to me, I'll fill you with peace. And then Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Let not your heart be troubled. Everybody this Christmas Eve, give God your troubles. You're not designed to hang on to trouble. You're not designed to hang on to anxiety. You're designed to give them to God. Give your anxieties to God. Give your fears, give your insecurities. You know, sometimes you've got to do that every 10 minutes. <laughs> sometimes I remember early days going, well, Lord, I feel anxious again. He'd say, give it to me, Jared. Give it to me. Tonight, can I encourage you? Give it to God. Give Him your anxieties. Give Him your fears. And He says, the peace, my peace I leave with you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. God wants to give you peace in your job. He wants to give you peace in your business. Something tonight, you got worries over, maybe you're keeping your job, you're worried about your business, maybe you're worried about your life. Listen, 
God wants to give you peace this Christmas. He wants to bring peace in your finances. I think there's only one way to walk in peace in your finances, and that's to have Jesus Christ be the Lord of your life. Because you can say to God all through 2023, Lord, here's my finances. Lord, here's my job. Lord, here's my business. For 40 years now, pretty well, every night I go to bed and I say, Lord, I give you my family. I give you my, uh, my children, my wife. I give you my grandchildren. I give you my job. I give you my ministry. Lord, I give it all to you. And then I, then I say, Lord, I go to sleep knowing you're in control. Everybody, what a wonder. How wonderful is it to go to bed at night knowing that I can give my worries, my concerns over to my Father. And then the Bible says God gives His beloved sleep. If you want to sleep, give your everything to God. Throw everything at God before you go to bed. Don't just go to bed thinking about it. Say, I, I tell myself, you're not God. Give it to God. Tell yourself, you're not God. Don't stress yourself out trying to sort things out that really Jesus is here to come into your life and help you sort out some of the most challenging tangles that people have. I watch God untangle it as people have made Him Lord and given them the tangles of their life. Everybody, this Christmas Eve, God loves you so much. He wants to bless you. He wants to do something great in your life, but it starts to making a decision to follow Him. What I want to do is if we can stand up right now, the team's just going to lead us together. We're going to sing again uh, one more powerful song, and then I'm just going to pray for us, and uh, we're going to get ready to finish our service. Come on. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.